the guy on the right of Alex Trebek, does anyone know who that is? Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings was a contestant on Jeopardy, and he managed to set a record. And I want to make sure I get this right. He went 74 nights in a row. His ultimate winnings were over $2.5 million. The way it works on Jeopardy is if you win, you come back and you play the game show the next night. And he kept doing that and doing that and doing that 74 times. So when I think of somebody who's smart, I tend to think of people like Ken Jennings. But I want to ask you a question, right? I want to ask you this question. Is being smart the same thing as being wise? What? It's not? Is being smart the same thing as being wise? Ah, I sense there might be some wisdom in this room today. That's good. I want to tell you about something that happened in the life of Jesus, and it's recorded in Luke chapter 2. We don't have very many stories of Jesus as a child. We have the stories that tell us about his birth, and we have this one story of, of Jesus when he was 12 years old. And apart from that, the, the Gospels, which are the accounts of Jesus' life, are, are relatively silent. But in this, uh, in Luke chapter 2, we learn that Jesus went on a trip with his family. And so I'm going to go through this verse by verse. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first. Now, this was one of three festivals that good Jews would go and attend, and your whole family went. Grandma and grandpa, your aunts and uncles, your cousins, and so you went with a really big group. I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World or something like that with grandma and grandpa and uncle and aunts and cousins. There's a big glob of you. And the way it works is when you're a parent, when you're in that family glob, do you know what you can do? You can relax because grandma and grandpa are there. Aunt Susan is there. Uncle Gary's there. And they can all kind of tag team and keep an eye out for the kids. And so that's exactly what happened with Jesus' parents on the way back from this festival. They're just walking in a big family glob and they're thinking, well, maybe cousin Gary has them or Aunt Susan has them, right? And a whole day goes by before they realize, hey, Where's Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Anybody see Jesus? How many of you have ever been left somewhere by your parents? Look around the room. <laughs> there are a lot of people, you can put your hands down, who have been left somewhere by their parents. So let's pick up and where the story continues. They assumed Jesus was among the other travelers, but when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, three days later, they finally discovered Jesus in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Now, 
I asked a question at the beginning of my teaching time today. I asked if you knew the person in the picture. And so there was a there was a correct answer to the question. And that's how we tend to do things in America. We ask a question and then someone gives an answer. But if you're a Jew, especially a Jew of the first century, if you ask a question, the correct answer is another question. In other words, if we were a good Jewish synagogue or, or temple right now and I had asked you, who's in this picture? Someone would have shouted, who doesn't know Jeopardy's biggest winner? Right? You would have responded with a question, which would have told me you knew the answer, but you would have done so by asking another question. So let me spell out how this works. What is three plus four? Kids, what is three plus four? Who doesn't know seven? Who doesn't know seven? Woo! Or you could, you know how, what else you could do, Ada? What's 10 minus three? What's the square root of 49? Who doesn't know their prime numbers, baby? Seven, right? And so the way a good Jew would respond is by asking questions. So when Jesus' parents come into the temple, Jesus is asking these questions back and forth. And here's what the Bible tells us. All who heard Jesus were amazed at his understanding and his answers. In other words, he was asking all the right questions in such a way that they were like, wow, okay? Verse 49, his parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, what have you done? Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. Why did you search? Jesus asked. Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. He returned to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. I want to read that last verse one more time. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. So Jesus grew how? He grew in stature. And how else did he grow? In wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. See, being smart has to do with what you know. Being wise has to do with how you live. And wise people live well, all right? So let me, let me ask some questions. So here's our bottom line today. If you wanna be wise, search for wisdom. If you're a kid, I, don't, I know that learning math is really great. I know that learning science is really great. I know that having good reading skills is really important. But more than anything, what you want is you want to become wise because wise people live life better. Another way to look at that is, what does it mean to be wise? Again, smart has to do with what you know. Wise has to do with how you live. So if you're a kid in elementary school, one of the things that you should be contemplating is, what does it mean to be wise and be a teenager? How do you, what's a wise teenager look like, right? Um, when I asked one of my kids when they were in college what they would say to the high school version of themselves, do you know what their answer was? I would tell myself that deadlines are really important. <laughs> that sounds wise, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. If you're a teenager, if you're a student and you're getting ready to launch into college or job or you, one of the things you ought to be asking and, 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 and contemplating is what does it mean to be wise in a job? 
What does wisdom look like in the workplace? And how do, I, how do I begin to walk that out? For those of us who are adults, what does it mean to be wise with our money? What does it mean to be wise with our relationships and with our time? You know, when we have baby dedications at Generations, we'll give people marbles as a reminder for them to be wise in how they spend their time with their kids, right? So what does it mean to be wise? One of the things that uh, I got encouraged to do when I was young was to seek after wisdom and pray for wisdom. And so for the first 10 years, when I was, from the age of 16 to the age of 26, I prayed every day, God, make me wise beyond my years. And I, I spent time to seek out older people who were wise, who were living life the way life ought to be lived in the footsteps of Jesus and ask them, how, do you, how did you do this? How did you make that decision? And you know, when I look back at my time period between the ages of 16 and 26, I can't name you one bad, horrific decision that I made where I was like, my skin fell off my body and oh, like, I can't name you one. Okay, so wisdom, wisdom is something that you should seek out. All of us need to be wise. And with Jesus, we get an example of what it means to live life with real wisdom. Can I pray for us? Father, thank you for the gift of this congregation for one another, and thank you for wisdom. She's calling from the streets, just like the scripture says. So we want ears to hear and eyes to see so that we can know what is wise. And I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna ask our musicians to make their way up here, and I'm gonna also ask my communion stewards but in just a minute. So communion stewards, stay seated. Um, Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, and I've got a picture that kind of depicts this. This is an artist's rendition of Matthew chapter 7. In, in, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Get that for a minute. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it, it's foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and flood come and the wind beats against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash.